Hey everyone, and welcome to the Bible Breakdown Podcast. In this podcast, we will be breaking down the Bible one chapter a day. Whether you are a new believer or have been following Christ for a while, we believe that you will learn something new and fresh every single day. So thank you for joining us, and let's get into breaking down the Bible together. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Bible Breakdown Podcast with your host, Pastor Brandon. Today, Acts chapter 16, and I love this one today. If I were to give this one a title, it would be Jail Songs and Earthquakes. Jail Songs and Earthquakes. One of my favorite stories in the entire book of Acts is happening today. I can't wait to get into it. But as always, before we do that, if you like what we're doing here, make sure you like, share, and subscribe to the YouTube thing. And I want to tell you, if you wouldn't mind doing me a favor, go on our YouTube channel and subscribe to this because when we get so many followers, it gives us opportunity to do different things. I don't exactly know how that works. I don't know how many before we get to where it like starts letting us show up in the search engines and stuff like that. But if you wouldn't mind doing me a favor, it really kind of helps us to spread the word. Also on the podcast, it really does help us as well if you leave us a five-star review and then also share this with other people. I would love for you to go to our Facebook group at the Bible Breakdown Discussion. Let us know what is your favorite story so far in the, the book of Acts. Which one is it? Is it Acts 2? Is it Acts 12? I want to know what it is. This one today, I don't know if it's my favorite, but it's pretty close. I, I think I'm going to call it my favorite. And that's why I'm calling it Jail Songs and Earthquakes. Is Somebody should have told Silas what happened on Paul's first missionary journey. If you weren't with us, you need to go back a couple of chapters and read this because what has been happening throughout the entire narrative of Acts is that the Holy Spirit fills people. They begin to spread the gospel and then persecution comes. And you know what happens? Instead of persecution destroying the church, the church builds on top of it and gets stronger and stronger and stronger. And so it gets to the point to where you kind of start to expect it, right? It's like, hey man, the church is growing Somebody's about to die. <laughs> Something bad is about to happen because it just gets like predictable after a while. But it is not going to stop. It's not going to stop God from moving forward. Well, somebody should have told my good brother Silas, because if you remember in the last chapter, it was really sad. Barnabas and John Mark, they go one way, maybe likely to everywhere they had already been in the first missionary journey. And Paul and Silas, they go in the opposite direction. And on the first missionary journey, Paul got hurt real bad. Like a lot of historians think he got stoned to like death, you know, and then they, they prayed for him and he came back to life. Did anybody tell Saul the fine print before he decided to go on now the second missionary journey? Because um, it's going to get real right now. So if you will, I want you to open up your Bibles to uh, the New Living Translation, Acts chapter 16. Here we go. I mean, th this is what it's like when you travel with Paul under the power of the Holy Spirit. You either get a riot or a revival. Don't matter, nothing in between. Verse 1 says this, Paul went first to Derby and then to Lystra. So in other words, he went back to the place, anyway, anyway, where there was a young disciple named Timothy. This is the Timothy he's going to write to later, later, right? This is really cool. His mother was a Jewish believer, but his father was a Greek. Timothy was well thought of by the believers in Lystra and Iconium, so Paul wanted him to join them on their journey. In Difference, deference to the Jewish people in the area, he arranged for Timothy to be circumcised before they left, for everyone knew that his father was a Greek. Verse 4, 
Then they went from town to town, instructing the believers to follow the decisions made by the apostles and the elders in Jerusalem. So the church was strengthened in their faith and grew larger every day. In other words, he's going around and he's saying, all those Judaizers, don't listen to them now. Jerusalem, they agree with me. This is what we need to do. So everything's good. Verse 6. Next, Paul and Silas traveled to Phygra and Galatia because the Holy Spirit had prevented them from preaching the word in the province of Asia at that time. Now, that word Galatia, that is where later he's going to write the, the, the epistle we now know as the book of Galatians. Verse 7, then coming to the borders of Missa, they headed north to the province of Bithynia. But again, the Spirit of Jesus did not allow them to go there. So instead, they went on through Missa to the seaport of Troas. That night, Paul had a vision. A man from Macedonia in northern Greece was standing there pleading with him, come over to Macedonia and help us. So we decided to leave for Macedonia at once, having concluded that God was calling us to preach the good news there. Now pause. Did you notice all of a sudden something shift? Up until now, Luke has been writing in third person. He's been writing, these people went to those places and did those things. But then all of a sudden he shifts and he says, so we. So from here on, Paul is no longer just an investigative journalist reporting what he finds. He is getting to travel and live and do the thing and experience the adventures with Paul in real time. Here we go. We boarded the boat at Troas and sailed straight across the island of Samothrace. The next day, we landed in Neopolis. From there, we reached Philippi, also where he eventually writes the book of Philippians, a major city of that district of Macedonia and a Roman colony. And we stayed there several days. On the Sabbath, we went to a little out-of-the-way city to a, a riverbank where we thought people would be meeting for prayer. And we sat down to speak with some of the women who had gathered there. One of them was Lydia of Thyatira, a merchant with expensive purple cloth who worshipped God. As she listened to us, the Lord opened her heart and she accepted what Paul was saying. She and her household were baptized and she asked us to be her guest. If you agree that I am a true believer in the Lord, come and stay at home at my home. And she urged us until we agreed. So all things are going well, right? Well... This is what happens when you travel with Paul. Verse 16, one day as we were going down to the place of prayer, we met a slave girl who had a spirit that enabled her to tell the future. She earned a lot of money for her masters by telling fortunes. She followed Paul and the rest of us shouting, these men are the servants of the most high God and they have come to tell you how to be saved. This went on day after day until Paul got so exasperated that he turned to the demon within her and said, I command you in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. And he instantly, and instantly, it left her. The master's hopes of wealth were now shattered. So they grabbed Paul and Silas and dragged them before the authorities at the marketplace. The whole city is in an uproar because of these Jews, they shouted to the city officials. They are treating customs, they are treating customs that are illegal for us as Romans to practice their teaching. A mob quickly formed against Paul and Silas, and the city officials ordered that they be, oh Lord, stripped and beaten with wooden rods. Well, they just tearing them up left, right, and center, right? Verse 23, they were severely beaten and then thrown into prison. The jailer was ordered to make sure they didn't escape. 
So the jailer put them into the inner dungeon and clamped their feet in stocks. Or clamped their feet in stocks. Here it is. But, verse 25, around midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God, and the other prisoners were listening. We don't know if they were any good at it or not, but they were praying and singing, and the other prisoners were listening. Verse 26, suddenly there was a massive earthquake, and the prison was shaken to its foundations, and the doors immediately flew open, and the chains of every prisoner fell off. The jailer woke up to see that the prison doors were open, and he assumed that the prisoners had escaped. So he drew his sword to kill himself. Now, Paul, Paul, the reason why he did that was because if you let a prisoner escape, you would be burned alive on the spot. And so he's like, I'd rather do that than be burned alive on the spot. I think that's right. So then, verse 28, but Paul shouted to them, stop, 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 stop. Don't kill yourself. We're all still here. Verse 29. The jailer called for lights and ran into the dungeon and fell down trembling before Paul and Silas. Then he brought them out and asked, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? Verse 31, they replied. <laughs> you know what I would have said? I'd say the first thing you need to do, stop beating the mess out of people. That's what I did, but that's not what they said. They said, believe in the Lord Jesus and you will be saved. And pause and stop beating the mess out of people. All right, play. Along with everyone in your household. Verse 32. And they shared the word of the Lord with him and with all who lived in his household. And even at that hour of the night, the jailer cared for them and washed their wounds. Then he and everyone in the household were immediately baptized. Isn't that amazing? The man who inflicted pain, or at least was holding them there with pain, was the one who cared for their wounds. I love that so much. He brought them into his house and set a meal before them. He and his entire household rejoiced because they all believed in God. Verse 35. The next morning, the city officials sent the police to tell the jailer, let those men go. So the jailer told Paul, the city officials have said you and Silas are to go free. Go in peace. Verse 37. But Paul replied, hmm, they have publicly beaten us without a trial and put us in prison. And we are Roman citizens. So now they want us to leave secretly? Nah, (laughs) certainly not. Let them come release us themselves. When the police reported this, the city officials were alarmed to learn that Paul and Silas were Roman citizens, which, by the way, the reason why that is, is as a Roman citizen, you had the rights of Roman citizens, which meant that if you were put into prison or done anything like that without, uh, without trial, then whatever happened to whatever you did to them, Rome will come and do to you. <laughs> so that's why you didn't mess with Roman citizens. Verse 39, so they came to the jail and they apologized to them. Then they brought them out and begged them to leave the city. And I love this. So when Paul and Silas left the prison, they returned to their home of Lydia. And then they met with the believers, encouraged them once more. And then on their own good and slow pace, then they left the town. What can we get out of this today? So many good things. You know the number one thing I get out of this? God hadn't forgotten you. God isn't going to leave you. When you go through difficult times and difficult seasons, God knows, and he's with you. And if he's got to send an earthquake to destroy a jail, he is going to be with you, and he's going to see you through everything. Now, that doesn't mean that you're still not going to have trouble. That doesn't mean that bad times aren't going to come. But you know what I love about this? Is that when God does something amazing in your life, not only is he doing something amazing, but he's using it as an example so that those around you may also see his goodness. 
So instead of looking at whatever thing you're in today and you think of it as a prison, instead, what if you saw it as an opportunity for God to do something amazing in and through you to reach the life of everyone else around you? Let's pray together today. God, thank you so much for your word. Thank you that it's fun and that it's good and that we can see that, God, if you can do this for them, Lord, what can you do for us? Lord, as we've been saying over and over again, God, you can use the special But you most often use the ordinary. You use anybody who's willing to give their lives to you. Lord, I pray that we'll do that today. We'll give our lives to you and see what you can do. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. What did Jesus say in Acts 1 verse 8? He said this. Say it with me. You will receive power. When? When the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you will be my witnesses to the ends of of the earth. My prayer today is that you'll receive the power of the Holy Spirit and you will be his witnesses everywhere you go today. I love you. I'll see you tomorrow for Acts chapter 17.